Group experience is a new and refreshing way for you, your friends, or your family to travel. Check the show notes to learn more. What is up, students of travel? This is your host, Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE. No matter where you're listening, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any other audio platform, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button, and if you can, rate and review the show. Pop on over to the podcast's official website, dbetravel.com, to see a list of all the episodes and view some insightful travel blogs. You can keep up with the show on social media too. Be sure to check out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook and Instagram. Extending east of New York City, you'll find Long Island, home to the Hamptons, picturesque wineries, and award-winning beaches. With all the hustle and bustle in major cities across the northeastern United States, Long Island is a perfect place to escape. There's so much to do on the island, and it's loaded with hidden gems to explore that you probably didn't even know existed. My friends Jen and Alfredo from Discover Long Island join me today to talk about great places to check out around the island, how amazingly accessible it is to get there, and they even share the tea on a special Long Island podcast that you should definitely add to your list. All right, let's talk to Jen and Alfredo so they can help us discover Long Island. Jen, Alfredo, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks, Stephen. How are things uh, in Long Island right now? They're going good. Um, spring is hitting. We have some trees starting to bloom. Um, we're starting to see some sunshine and um, a lot of domestic travel starting to happen. We're just kicking off the summer soon. Good, because I can imagine, you know, it's been rough for a lot of destinations, but I think of the Northeast specifically, there's so many people that live up there and we know it's been an area affected by COVID. So it's good that you guys are seeing uh, some more tourism start to, to kick off. That's very encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. We actually did pretty decent last year. Um, you know, with our Hamptons, um, a lot of the New York City people, Philadelphia, New Jersey people were coming out to the Hamptons because uh, everyone was working from home. So renting out our hotel rooms and our Airbnbs and kind of just staying at the ocean. I love it. That's awesome. Well, you know, one thing I, before I sat down and talked with you guys, I, I went on discoverlongisland.com and I was looking at your website and there's really so much to do in Long Island that I honestly had no idea about. Uh, so can you give me an overview? I guess like what, what makes your destination such a, I guess almost like a hidden gem, right? There's so much to do. Oh, there's so much to do. So I've um, born and raised Long Island, went to college Long Island, worked for Discover Long Island for 15 years, and there are still new opportunities and new hidden gems that I'm finding every single day. Um, so just to give you a brief background of Long Island, we are 118 miles long. Um, we stretch right out to the Atlantic Ocean on the south side, and on the north shore is the Long Island Sound, located right outside New York City. Um, so yeah, there is plenty to do. You can have like city life to farm life in our vineyards and breweries to beach life. So we kind of have it all. Um, you know, a lot of people know us for the Hamptons and Montauk. Um, a lot of people know us for like the films that you've watched on Long, um, watched on TV um, that come from Long Island when people are in New York City and say, we're going to the Hamptons. That's Long Island where a lot of people have no idea that the Hamptons are considered Long Island. Um, so yeah, there's just so much to do. Like 
every weekend there's something to do. Uh, it's just great. And, and Stephen, you know, you've been hosting this podcast for a long time. You talk to a lot of travel industry professionals over the last year, and you see uh, what people are, the new dynamics of travel. What is a consumer looking for? And like Jen said, we did well in 2020. Uh, people were coming to the island. They knew they were going to be safe. There was going to be, you know, if you followed the rules and the protocol and, and everything that was involved, people had very good weekends. We had, uh, we had, you know, following the rules, but uh, we did well. Uh, the, our partners were very well informed through our own distribution channels, making sure that uh, our partners were aware of, you know, people are coming and they're coming from the drive market and what to expect and what to do. So I think we we, we put Long Island in a position where people could actually get away uh, in a way, really try to continue to keep their life as normal as possible, which they could not do in the city. Yeah, you know, I always say that it's important to be safe, no doubt, and and that's that's so critical. Um, but we we need travel. You know, a world without travel is is really probably not the best place to be. We we need to experience other cultures. So it's great that you guys have been so um, forthcoming about your safety and and social distancing and and other uh, things. I guess what messages have you guys been been sending uh, to visitors to let them know, hey, our area is safe. Wow. So that's a great question because from day one, we our website got turned overnight. Um, we were just letting at first, you know, like every DMO out there, you were just protecting your locals. You were letting your hoteliers know what was happening. Um, you know, at that point, a lot of was like the COVID testing sites. And once we started seeing that we really concentrated on the tri-state area, like a lot of people from the tri-state area, which is um, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Um, we were just letting them know, hey, we have the space. We are open spaces. We're not like other destinations where you have a thousand room hotels. A lot of our properties are little boutique hotels that are just 12 to 20 rooms. That's it. Um, a lot of our limited service properties are big rooms, spacious, um, you know, and we're following all the guidelines that were in place at that point. You know, there was no more buffets. It was all grab and go food. Um, they had open pool outside. So, you know, it was 10 people per time to go into the pool. I, I believe it was like an hour duration you had in the pool. So mm -hmm. we were just letting people know of that. Um, and it was really going out to a lot of our locals were kind of staying in, and vacationing in their own backyard. Um, and then what we did was we put together a pledge where it basically said, you know, we're clean, we're doing this, we're social distancing, we wear masks. And we put together um, a map, a virtual map of all of our hotels, our restaurants that um, were using this pledge that we put together. Also, what we did was on our website, we did, you know, restaurants that were open for takeout and delivery. Um, so we just, you know, we were concentrating on our locals vacationing more than like the outside coming in. Right. And that pledge was really big. A lot of our visitors now, like now that domestic travel is open, a lot of them love that we have this pledge. I love it. And that's it. what they'll look for when they're going to the hotel. They'll look for that sign that says, you know, we're safe. I love it. Alfredo, anything you want to add to that as far as the, the safety and messaging you guys have been putting out there? 
Well, I mean, I think on the safety, we we followed every CDC rule and plus. I mean, uh, but it was followed by uh, really by communication. Uh, we had from very early on hospitality updates every week. Uh, and our, our CEO, Kristen Jarnigan, brought in people, doctors, lawyers, nurses, first respondents to get their take on what they were doing to to really continue for us to be able to have that that pledge. And so uh, I think at that time, communication was the key. Uh, and, you know, Stephen, surprises are not fun. And, and during a, a situation like the pandemic, where there were so many unknowns, we were different. We are partners that have had no unknowns. Um, they were told by doctors, like I said, lawyers, people that knew exactly what was going on so that when they were getting prepared or they were getting ready or just kind of bunkering down whatever they had, they knew exactly what to do. And I think that was key once we started to see some kind of recovery in the summer where people really wanted to get out that, you know, they've had a rough March, April, May, um, they knew what to do. And I think that carried on to being able to be great customer service for our, for our visitors. I love it. So you guys are obviously a, a safe destination to travel to right now, but there's a huge second part of that equation. Um, you're safe, but you also have a lot of things to do and, and trip ideas um, available on discoverlongisland.com. I mean, just maybe talk, I, I'll let you guys take this wherever you want, but tell me about the different things that people can do, maybe some itineraries, talk to me. Yeah, so we have a bunch of different itineraries. Um, for the summer, we have itineraries that just show you the different beaches. Um, like I said earlier, we are surrounded by water. So there's we have our South Shore beaches that consist of Jones Beach, Robert Moses State Park, and then even in the Hamptons. We have two beaches in the Hamptons that um, were voted top 10 for Dr. Beaches. Um, best beaches in the world. And, you know, we have Cooper's Beach and East Hampton Beach that are on those lists. Um, so yeah, so some of our itineraries will show beaches. We also have um, the Gold Coast mansions that a lot of people are unfamiliar that we have on Long Island. So we have mansions and castles where two of them you can actually overnight in um, at the Ohika Castle, um, which a lot of people know Ohika as being in Taylor Swift's uh, music video and um, where one of the Jonas Brothers got married. And then the other mansion that you can overnight in is the Glen Cove Mansion, where the Glen Cove Mansion actually changed everything. They're all, they're so safe. They have a spa that's cleaned all the time, open spaces, a pool. Um, and one of the houses that you can go visit, one of the mansions is the Sagamore Hill where Theodore Roosevelt actually lived. Um, so there's so much history on Long Island also that a lot of people aren't familiar with. You know, we have the spy trail where, you know, that was set up by George Washington. And we have one of the oldest lighthouses on Long Island, um, you know, the Montauk Lighthouse, uh, which that history of the lighthouse, I highly suggest if you are visiting Long Island, definitely go to the Montauk Lighthouse and just learn the history there. So it's really the history that is amazing here and how it was built on history. And, and, you know, Stephen, it's one of those cases, especially as we see the, the travel changing its patterns because of, the, of 2020, uh, our visitors were really looking for places where they can walk. You can walk the boardwalk in Long Beach. Uh, you can you can go to Riverhead and go to an open mall that's in the outdoors. It's a huge mall, but it's outdoors, so there was a safety issue as well. Um, and and again, 
if you just decided, you know, I'm going to take a Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to go drive up to the North Coast and see the wineries. Why not? And again, because what they were, the customer was looking for wide open spaces, not, you know, the, the low density, the, the non-roller coaster attraction thing, Long Island seemed to fulfill all that criteria that the, this traveler was looking for to be able to enjoy the great outdoors with their family and not feel pushed, rushed or, or in a crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alfredo, and you brought up. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jen. No, that's that's fine. I was just going to say we're very family friendly also, you know, even with our attractions, um, you know, right now our attractions can open at 20 percent. Um, we have Splish Bush, the Long Island Aquarium, um, Adventureland. So there is so much to do even for families as well. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Um, one thing you brought up, Alfredo, was th- that you're known for your vineyards and I had no idea uh, that, you know, there's a lot of different wineries in Long Island. Can you guys give me maybe a little bit uh, more of an overview about the the wine country that is Long Island? Well, I'll give you I'll give you my take since I actually live in Florida. So for me to be able to go to to go up to Long Island and go to North Fork and see the wine. To me, I could actually not only see it as a as a as a, as a let's call it an employee of Long Island, but as well as a resident. It is probably one of the most fun getaways you can imagine and the funny thing is that you don't really you don't even know where you are you can be there and feel like you're in italy or france or and then you're tasting our wine tasting uh, programs are amazing these wines are these are world-class wines in new york so it is um it is super fun for people to say two hours ago I was in a crowded train station in New York City, and now I'm doing some fine wine tasting in North Fork. It is one of those things. And I think as things start to change now through the new, what I call dynamics of travel, this is the type of product that people are looking for. It's that gratification of something fun, something safe, something different, but right next to something they're very familiar with, which is the great world of New York City. So just to add on to that, um, so our vineyards are located on the North Fork of Long Island. We have about, uh, we have over 60 vineyards wineries on Long Island. Um, we are also having uh, breweries start opening up, um, which is amazing as a tour. A lot of people like that itinerary as well, the what wineries, breweries. Um, and then we also have a winery that um, is actually one of my personal favorites. It's called Sparkling Point. Um, so it's... Um, Prosecco Champagne more. Um, and it is just a stunning vineyard. And a lot of people just, like Alfredo said, you just go out there. I go out there all the time because it, it just, it, you do not feel like you're on Long Island at that point. Um, and then on the South Fork, we do have um, three of the wineries located on the South Fork of Long Island as well. But majority of them are in the North Fork. And some of them like the, um, the vineyard called Conacosta it is actually right on the Long Island Sound. So you go in, taste your wine or get a bottle and you literally walk out and sit right on the Long Island Sound. Stephen, I might add, that product is complemented with some amazing bed and breakfast facilities. It's almost like uh, by design, you could go out and, and, and get yourself a beautiful, it really looks like you're making postcard pictures 
and then you can then have uh, your Uber or get you to the winery. So you're, you're okay with drinking and, you know, the tasting and everything safely and, and then come back and taste your own wine in a porch in a beautiful house. that's completely gorgeous from the turn of the century with all the modern facilities, but right there, it, it is an experience that it's almost hard to explain. And we encourage your listeners that one way to find out is actually go see it by yourself. It's, it's Jen and I could tell you for the next 10 hours how amazing it is. But unless you actually take a physical tour, you will not know how incredibly beautiful, peaceful and enriching it is right now. So so these bed and breakfasts, I, I imagine they're like older style buildings, like you said, with all the modern amenities. But do they kind of have that, um, you know, like a different time aesthetic to it? Yeah, so they're like old-fashioned homes, um, or like, they're just stunning. So, and most of them are like three bedrooms, three or four bedrooms. Um, so yeah, you've got that old Victorian feel when you stay at one of these bed and breakfasts out there. You'll see the owners of these of these houses. Most of them live on property or live next door. So you're actually being taken care of by the owners who are very proud of their property. Uh, you'll see when you walk in, there's always lemonade and coffee. Uh, it's like staying in your own home. But you, like I said, the amenities is you you get your Wi-Fi, you get your large screen TVs, but there's you also get this beautiful giant bed overlooking a gorgeous wine uh, vineyard. It, it is an experience that you it's you have to see it i love it it sounds amazing um one one thing i wanted to ask you guys about as well is fire island what what is fire island i see in a two-day itinerary on your website uh give me some more insight on fire island yeah so fire island is um a 19 mile long island that's located right off of the mainland of the south shore of long island so um like I said, it's 19 miles long and one mile wide. Uh, no, no cars are allowed on it. You have to take a ferry service to get over to the island. Um, there's 32 towns located on Fire Island. Um, one of the some of the most famous ones um, towns are Ocean Beach, Ocean Bay Park, Kismet, Cherry Grove. Um, so basically, it's just all little boutique hotels, restaurants, boutique shopping and you just go there, no cars. Um, they say when I go there to vacation, I am i don't even bring shoes with me because it's like a beach resort destination property where you just walk around shoeless really. Um, and you're in your bathing suit the whole time. It's a really cool, really fun place to go. Um, all ages too, it, it doesn't matter what your age is. Um, even families go and you can rent out the house there and stay the week and the kids just go and run around and have fun. You don't have to worry about them because there's no cars. And one of the towns there is very big on LGBTQT, um, which is Cherry Grove. Very cool. You know, it sounds like between the vineyard and Fire Island, you guys have really kind of hit it hit on like the escape from the metropolitan area, right? Is that kind of what you guys kind of gather from that too? Correct. Absolutely, and you see it. I mean. Uh... Fire Island is almost like you're walking into a movie in the making. Uh, it is your summer experience. It is the walk on the beach. It's the beautiful sun, the sunsets, the whole thing. And uh, and when people work so hard all year to give themselves that little break, 
it seems like Long Island is full of those little breaks. Fire Island happens to be one of them, but there's hundreds of little getaways that are going to be the, the the direction that people take now as they as they come out of this this situation. Like truthfully, Stephen, I in the summer I vacation on Long Island um, because I don't even feel like I'm I'm home. Um, it's just such a different feel when you go to Fire Island or go out to Montauk. So most of my vacations are on Long Island. That's unique because I would imagine, you know, like not a lot of people want a vacation near, you know, where they're based. But I think it's such an escape that it just it fits for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it takes me 10 minutes to get to the Fire Island Ferry. And so from 10 minutes drive to the Fire Island Ferry, a 30 minute ferry ride across. So in 40 minutes, I'm in a different world. And I'm literally in, still in the town of Babylon where I live. Very cool. I love it. It is insane. And I, and I have no idea that I'm on Long Island. I know I'm on Long Island, but that I'm 40 minutes from home. Yeah, that's so unique. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jen Alfredo, what like is the best way for someone to actually visit Long Island to physically get there? Because I would imagine there's probably a couple different ways uh, that somebody can, can plan their vacation to actually get to Long Island. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there are different ways to get here. You know, obviously by car, if you're coming from, you know, the seven hour drive distance. Um, but what a lot of people don't know, in, even in New York State, that you can take the Amtrak right down to Penn Station that's located in New York City and the Long Island Railroad. So you can just take a rail service. Also, the Amtrak from the south of the east, um, sorry, east coast from Florida uh, right up, you can take the Amtrak as well. Um, we do get a lot of visitors from the DC, Maryland area that take the Amtrak right to New York City. They actually explore New York City and then take the Long Island Railroad right out. Um, another service that we have from the Connecticut or even the Northeast area above uh, New York State is our ferry service. So we have two different types of ferry services, and obviously this is a different ferry from um, the Fire Island ferry that I was talking to you about. This is a passenger um, ferry that you can bring your car on. So we have one on Long Island from Port Jeff um, Village that takes you right to Bridgeport, Connecticut. It's about an hour and 15 minute ferry ride. And then from the North Fork of Long Island to Orient Point takes you right to um, the New London area. So we get a lot of people from Boston actually that come down to or to the ferry in New London, hour and 15 minutes, because now you're missing all of Connecticut, the New York City traffic that a lot of people talk about you're just taking a ferry ride, and as soon as you get off the ferry, it's Long Island. It's actually the North Fork of Long Island where all the vineyards are. And then we do have um, our regional airport. Alfredo, if you want to talk about that one. Well, I mean, historically, we've had three major airports right at the entrance of Long Island. So you've had Newark, JFK, and LaGuardia. But uh, what people don't know, but a lot of people do, is that we have our own little aviation gem in right in the heart of, of Long and Long Island and Ronkonkoma. We have uh, MacArthur Islip Airport, which does have very good service. And uh, we now uh, are getting and announcing, the airlines are announcing new destinations where people can reach from all over the country right into ISP. So. Uh, no longer are we just waiting to see what we get out of the three major airports. Now, uh, ISP, ISLIP, is getting a ton of traffic. And as the low fare carriers 
are looking for low cost destinations as far as airports are concerned. ISP is going to be very high on that list. Uh, the service at the airport has, has been redone. It's a beautiful facility. It's an in and out in minutes. Exactly what people have been looking for for a long time when they look for an air partner. When I call air partner, that's an airport. That's amazing. You know, you guys have so many accessible ways to get to Long Island. I guess no one has an excuse anymore. You got you to gotta visit Long Island. Exactly. The only excuse is why are you not here? <laughs> exactly. I love it. Well, one thing I wanted to bring up to you guys is, you know, of course, listeners are, are listening to a podcast right now. And one podcast that I discovered uh, was actually your guys' podcast, the Long Island Tea Podcast, <laughs> which I think is a great way. Well, first of all, let me back up. I think it's a really awesome, well done podcast. You know, it's really thought out, planned well, produced really well. Um, and it's a really good way for listeners to kind of keep an ear to Long Island. So can you give me a little more tea on the Long Island Tea Podcast? Yeah, sure. So, you know, when the pandemic hit, you know, we couldn't see anyone. We couldn't bring um, fan support in. And we were just like, well, how else are we going to let people know what we have here so you know podcast became popular and our ceo kristen jarnigan our coo sharon wyman uh came together in um i believe they started in, in november of 2020 and they started the podcast um it was just a cute little friendly way of them talking about long island and you know now they actually just changed the whole format this year because it, it actually this month because it just got so big now like we're asking people like, hey, give, we'll give you advice because people are listening to it and just wondering. So it became personal. Like, you know, yes, we're talking about Long Island and um, drinking the amazing wines that we have here. Um, but it's also just like friendly, you know, just letting you know what's going on in the world. And they, they get personal on it, too, like telling them what what they're living through. Um and how their families and children got affected by the pandemic and how they're growing together. Um, and then from there, uh, from our podcast, we also started a TV series, um, DLI TV, where we take out um, Lily, who is our mobile visitor center. She is actually an ice cream truck, which is very popular here on Long Island. <laughs> So Lily goes around and shows people like the hidden gems really of Discover Long Island. That is so, so unique. And I have to say, you know, like as a destination, you guys have really, I think, mastered the, the media, the, you know, portion of it so much so that I would say that you guys are really like leaders to other destinations when it comes to things like your TV series and your podcast. I think what you're doing is is really outstanding and gives people that want to learn about Long Island uh, a, a much better and and you know, insightful way to, to be engaged and learn about Long Island. So I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, it is. She, Kristen, um, our CEO did amazing with that. You know, when the pandemic hit, um, funds stopped coming through our organization, um, just like a lot of destinations and marketing got frozen. So it was like, how are we going to continue marketing? And we have an amazing production crew here that we were able just to put it together. Um, it, we just kind of got lucky that um, we were putting it in force with the DLI TV and then the pandemic hit. So we had the ability to do it um, where a lot of people did not. And that's 
we actually had that with um, something that was called threshold maps. So it's like virtual maps um, where you can show people Long Island, uh, different attractions, different hotels. And our threshold maps was our marketing tool throughout the whole pandemic. I was able to do virtual fam tours um, all over the world um, because of that, that, that tool platform that we had in place. Very cool. Um, so give me, a, I guess, before we before we end our interview, I, I want to learn a little bit more about, you know, how can people discover Discover Long Island uh, more in depth? Are you guys on social media? Um, is there anything on your website that you in particular want to highlight to listeners that can be helpful for them? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Everyone's on social media right now. So definitely going, you know, following our Instagram, following our TikTok accounts. Um, you know, our TikTok is just, and that's, that's what everyone's looking at. And they're just awesome right now. We have two different TikTok um, accounts that you can follow and really just listening to our podcast, our Long Island Tea and following our DLI TV, because we're basically discovering it for you and telling you when the time it comes for you to feel confidently traveling, come to Long Island. So, you know, just using our, using our social media outlets is huge. And if you tie in our, our website, one of the things that is that is very important on our website is our, our calendar of events. Mm-hmm. There are so many different events that are of really of every level of interest to every single consumer, family, uh, that you can see. So you can actually almost plan your own itinerary by following what's on our website, discoverlongisland.com. So I would also recommend it. Yes, we have incredibly good social media channels, but our website is also full of information. It changes, it's updated and upgraded almost weekly. So yeah, have your listeners check out our our, our events uh, section on the website. Cool. Well, Jen Alfredo, thank you guys so much for, for joining me to talk more about Long Island. I really appreciate your guys' time and I I feel like I learned so much more about Fire Island and, and the different, you know, how accessible you guys really are to the rest of the country and the world. Um, so thank you for, for taking the time to talk about Long Island. Thank you for having us. A big DBE thank you to Jen Rothman and Alfredo Gonzalez from Discover Long Island. I thought they did such a great job walking us through some of the wonderful aspects of their destination. And I learned a ton from our discussion. Listeners, make sure you take a moment to discover Long Island for yourself, whether that be an in-person visit, checking out their website, following them on social media, grabbing a beverage and listening to the Long Island Tea Podcast, or all of the above, Long Island truly has so much to discover. If you like Destinations Beyond Expectations, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and do me a huge favor, tell a friend about the show. Well, that's all I've got for this week. Have a fabulous rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.